0: back for our final interview today the uk-based company SpaceForge recently announced plans to launch u.s manufacturing operations in the united states just showing how global space interests have become overseas the person they picked to run those operations is andrew parlock who's worked for american companies but also a microsatellite manufacturer in finland like i said global i found out what his plans are and get his take on the industry as a whole so
1: Space War just had some really great success in the U.K. and gotten amazing support from U.K. government, U.K. Um, MOD, and then the kind of defense industry and space industry in the U.K. So it just becomes the natural progression of events that the U.S. is the largest space market and the largest defense market. And then so it just just works. It just works and just makes sense strategically. What what do we need to do here in the States? you know, we're slowly building some brand awareness. We've already got, believe it or not, a little bit of brand awareness at the the national lab levels, the people that are are paid to know what the next most innovative things are. So you can imagine uh, Air Force Research Labs, our friends at Defense Innovation Unit, they're aware of what we're doing and we're going to be leveraging that awareness as we move forward. So that's kind of where we are on you know, business development, getting that brand awareness and building it to the point where people know who we are, know what we do. But then there's this good old fashioned blocking and tackling. We're going to be doing manufacturing here in the U.S. We're going to be building an entire team. What that manufacturing looks like, you know, the uh, no pun intended, the sky's a little bit at the limit. Space Forge brings a really unique opportunity. It's the entire value chain, not just of space, but of manufacturing, right? So you have have spacecraft R&D. We're doing some really novel and innovative things with the spacecraft, in particular with our return technology and our reusable technology. Then you have spacecraft manufacturing, and then we're going to be bringing up payloads. And so you have the payload R&D. What right, right now, we're focused in the semiconductor and semiconductor substrate market. So what does the research and development there look like? And what does the manufacturing of the payload look like? And then, of course, you have, well, we've got to launch. We've got to do our manufacturing on orbit and then return and recover. That's a whole new piece of the pie that most folks outside of a very select few just don't think about. So there's the recovery, uh, the return and the recovery, and then refurbishment. We're going to be taking these satellites, refurbishing them, upgrading the payloads, upgrading the satellite, and putting them back on orbit. And we're going to be providing product. We're going to be bringing product down from orbit. So then there's a post-processing of the product, right? and then that product entering whatever value chain for us. Initially, it's going to be the, the global um, semiconductor supply chain. So... You have this entire value chain of opportunity in front of you, whereas in a, you know, quote unquote, traditional space company, or even a new space company, you have, you know, spacecraft R&D, a little bit of payload R&D, you manufacture the, the satellite, you launch and you move on to the next one, right? This is a really cycle, a, a full process of from R&D to payload, to manufacturing, and repeat. So it's there's a lot happening. So we've got to we got to worry about the manufacturing of the satellites. We got to worry about the uh, uh, focus on the manufacturing of the payloads. Get these things built. Get the team assembled. Build launch capacity, uh, the ability to recover, which is a whole new ball of wax that a lot of folks aren't even thinking about outside of our our friends at SpaceX returning, you know, with a very active return down in Kennedy and then out in Vandenberg when they launch out of Vandenberg, there's very little return. So that's a whole new piece of the pie that we need to worry about. That's not just a technical challenge, but a regulatory challenge. Right. So we're we're working with state and federal government to understand what's gonna be the challenges there. So there's a there's a lot happening with building the with building the U.S. team, and um, I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, it sounds like quite the to-do list. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, um, really you, you know, you, you mentioned, you talked a little bit about it, and in establishing yourselves in the U.S. space market, the, you know, the question of asked of who are we, who are we? So what do you answer when people ask you who are Space Forge, and where do you all fit in in that process that you just described?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, who is Space Forge? And it, it's funny, even in the four and a half years that the company has been around, I think there's been an evolution of who Space Forge is. Right? If you had asked us before I even joined the company a year ago, we would say, "Hey, we're we're a new space company that's doing on-orbit manufacturing." Okay, that's that's a good answer, and that and that's right. But if you really think about what Space Forge has evolved into and how the vision has evolved, we're really an advanced materials company that uses. The near perfect environment of space, that being microgravity, near perfect vacuum, nearly contaminant free environment to produce advanced materials. So right now, we really talk about ourselves as an advanced materials company that is using the environment of space and novel space technologies to create that next generation of of uh, folks have called it super materials, but really advanced materials on orbit. Um, who does space? Who is Space Forge in the kind of global space ecosystem? Well, it kind of goes back to the last thing I said. We're the entire value chain, right? So we're going to be partnering with a lot of different folks uh, that, a, that, a, that a, a traditional or even a new space company might not partner with, right? We're going to be partnering with advanced. Uh, material manufacturing companies. We're going to be partnering with folks that are using semiconductors. We're going to be talking to people within the DoD and the commercial markets that need a 10x improvement in their current semiconductor technology. You know, the aperture on, on who we are, what we can do, and where we can go in the market is exceedingly wide there's a lot of there's a lot of clichés there but I'll keep it at that we have a lot of opportunity in front of us right now it's 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 really and what I'm talking to our consultants and and the team about is getting focused on a couple key very high value opportunities and and executing because we are so new in the US and staying focused and making sure we execute as flawlessly as we can with uh, I'll say as with as few flaws as we are able is going to be key to our success as we move forward through 23 into 24.
0: Taking an industry-wide view, speaking on those opportunities, where do you think that the most opportunity lies in the space field nowadays? Is it going to be in the defense and intelligence area because that is, you know, what we are seeing a lot more people like yourself are being hired by companies to get into those areas. Is that, is that a, 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 a key movement in the direction of where things are going?
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. If you look at where I've come from, and that being, you know, signals intelligence and then, you know, earth observation, I, I really the key and core markets for those technologies will remain national security for I think a, a long time to come. There is a lot of commercial uh, application there as well, but Space Forge. Is interesting. You can start to look at applications, of course, for advanced semiconductor materials uh, within the DoD, and we're going to take advantage of those opportunities as best we can. But I do think there's going to be much more of a balance, in particular with space forge as it moves forward, commercial and DoD. The new space market has has followed the old space market, right, and that is has leveraged. You know, as it's grown up and and kind of gone through adolescence, if you will, it has really leveraged the old space market, not being DOD and national security. But the opportunity, the commercial opportunities in front of space, commercial, commercial space station, you see some of the stuff that sierra space is doing and a few others that are really focused on commercial space station and what a few companies are doing on on in orbit on orbit or what we call in space manufacturing these are things that even just a few years ago would not be viably uh, would not be economically viable and now today they are and and tomorrow it's going to be expected i think it was bezos uh who recently said let's offshore all of manufacturing into space as a mechanism as a as a climate uh you know as a a battle against climate change you know now do do we get there do we offshore all manufacturing to space probably not in my lifetime but do we start seeing the viability of space both economically technically and and kind of socially yeah definitely so I do think we'll, we'll leverage a lot of the DOD and what's happening in the DOD. But for us, I think commercial is really going to be where it's at as we as we move forward and we enter those advanced advanced materials into into the global supply chain.
0: Yeah and you brought up a couple there and I'm just curious because I can obviously hear the passion in your voice about uh, how excited you are about certain aspects of the, the commercial space industry but is there a field or a new technology that that you feel will be the the game changer coming up that you th- that you are excited about the most I guess is the question.
1: Boy, that's a that's a I don't know if we have time for me to answer that whole question. Yeah, I, I am really passionate about it, so I'm glad that's coming across. But in-space manufacturing, it's funny, you know, Varda got, got their vehicle up there first, and uh, I just think that's awesome, right? We're going to have a, a healthy, viable uh, in-space manufacturing ecosystem. To me, the concept that we're going to move some of these Some of these technologies that have been really held back, the the development of certain alloys, the the development of semiconductor substrates, pharmaceuticals, biopharm, things that simply couldn't happen in the, you know, quote unquote, dirty gravity environment of Earth. The technology and the advancement that we open up by bringing that onto into space and on orbit and then bringing it back and returning it. Man that is exciting so so for me like the thing that i'm most excited about is to see this nascent in space manufacturing community grow and and develop technologies that are going to push the limits of what we know as capable today so beyond and in doing so we're going to right Uh, I think it was Einstein that said we're not solving today's problems with the technology of today, right? We're going to solve the problems we create today need to be solved with problems that with technologies that we're creating tomorrow. And I think that's one of the promises of in-space manufacturing is bringing back technologies, bringing back products that can solve some of the most intractable problems around climate change, around pharmaceuticals, around delivery of products, right? If you're returning from space, where you return and your supply chain becomes a whole really interesting thing, right? We can return anywhere on the globe with equal ease. Right? I can return to the the East Coast of uh, of uh, the Mid Atlantic North America uh, United States the same way I can return in. The Indian Ocean, whatever the case may be. I'm coming back from orbit. I choose where I come back. So this concept of how the supply chain changes, how the ability to develop these new materials changes, I, I don't even think we can answer this. I mean, it, it really, it really takes a, a lot of thinking about, you know, the, the art of the possible and. And here we are creating some of those things
0: today. Andrew Parlock is head of U.S. operations for the company Space Forge. You can find the rest of this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Space Hour as you can with all of our interviews. You can also go to wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I'm Eric White.